Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Blaze and Rye backstage. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blaze and Rye. And just imagine the house lights have come back up. The cast has retreated to its dressing rooms. And the crowd gathers by the stage door. Won't you join us backstage? The great city playboy They're always around To help build your hope up Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about You're listening to Blazing Right Backstage. I would like to now welcome the Sade to my batter and wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan, how are you, man? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right, man. Good evening, everyone. What the fuck is going on with you, bruh? <laughs> uh, not much, man. Just working, working. Uh, nothing really. You know, just uh, stressed <laughs> out without doing this damn show. And, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, finally we back. Feels like it's been a month. Has it been a month? Yeah, was it feels like a month. Yeah, it feels like a month. It was actually three weeks ago. But, uh,. It does feel like a month. You're right. Oh my lordy, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. But you know, since you've addressed the elephant in the room, that <laughs> show that we did three weeks ago. Well, how do you think that went? Well, I, you know, it's it's hard to gauge, but I, I think it was a. Uh, Disjointed to say the least. I think it was, you know, if, if we if if we had some order, it might have been better. It's just I don't, you know, that whole stream of consciousness that we have, you and I have. I don't think it's, you know, translated over with the third person, you know, little, you know, little Julian. But he was great, you know. I, I don't. Um, it's just I don't know. It just didn't work. I mean, I thought it was it was a good time, but I don't think it's, you know, I I, don't, I didn't listen to it, but I don't think it, it must have not sounded too great. But yeah, well, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to listen to it. No, thank you. Uh, I, it, you know, I was sitting here. Oops, I was sitting here right next to him, and for the most part, it was going better than I thought it would. But what was right. driving me completely insane was that he was looking up like sneakers on Instagram while doing the show. So. <laughs> That I thought, you know, sh- show a little respect. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm doing when I'm doing the show? I'm literally what? pacing around in my uh, apartment, uh, yeah. you know, very hastily, all over the place, around my bed, in the bathroom, all over the place. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I thought it was good. You, you said it exactly right. I thought it went much better than I thought it would go. Uh, <laughs> but and, it's still uh, terrible. That's, I think we could, we could give it another try. I mean. Oh. 
you know, and uh, I'm sure Julian, that's Julian's first time doing it, and uh, I thought he was pretty good, actually. After after the show, um, he he was like, yeah, th- I said, thanks, thanks for doing it, and he said, yeah, thanks for having me. I'd like to do it again sometime, and I go, yeah, I don't think so. And uh, <laughs> did you really say that? I did. I really said that. And then and then I let it linger for a bit, and then I said I was just kidding. But you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, very Larry Davidy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Three weeks—it feels like a month at least. Yeah, oh for my sure. Goodness. For sure. On one of our recent episodes, we discussed uh, how we both do not particularly like Led Zeppelin. Yes. Yes, I just don't get Led Zeppelin. I mean, they're supposed to be this great historical classic rock band. Yeah. Really, I, I could tell you Stairway to Heaven. Uh, other than that, I can't really name too many of their songs. A whole lot of love. But some of these guys who just love Led Zeppelin, I don't get it. I don't most, get it. Most people love Led Zeppelin, but I tell you what, we were right to dislike Led Zeppelin, and I'll tell you why. Why? You know, have I ever told you that I listen to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast? Have I mentioned that? No, I don't think you have. This is the no, first I've never time I've ever heard that. No. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I listen to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, and um, Mark Hudson of the Hudson Brothers was on, and um, he has worked with, you know, so many people, and... Uh, he uh, did I mention I listen to Gilbert Godfrey? Because uh, John Weeks, no, 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 I don't think you did. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm listening to Mark Hudson. I don't know if you've seen this guy before, but he's the guy that's always with Ringo Starr, and he always has like a bunch of multicolored, uh, multi, a bunch of colors in his beard. He has like a tie-dye beard going on. You know the guy I'm talking about? You know that guy? I think I know what you're talking about. Is he part of that All-Stars band with that go travels around with Ringo Starr? I think Does he's... Band? I don't know. He may have been in it at some point. You know, that that's a rotating band, that All-Star band, so I don't know. Right. They may have been in right. it once more, but I'm not sure. Uh, but probably. Okay. I mean, he's definitely been on TV with Ringo before, you know. Um, but uh, he was telling this story about how he and his brothers, the Hudson brothers, were they were like, kind of like an act like the Osmonds or the Jackson 5, this family uh, mm-hmm. act. And they were signed to Elton John's record label. And one of the uh, first like parties they went to, I think somebody said that they could come to this party as long as they helped them move furniture or something. So it was shortly <laughs> after they were signed to Elton John's record label, and they go to this like mansion... In El- I think it was in, in somewhere in like Beverly Hills or something. And uh they're they're sitting there and uh on the couch next to them is Robert Plant and Jimmy Page from Led oh, Zeppelin. Wow. Yeah. And Elton John on whose record label they were was uh outside um and and he was, you know, wearing something very flamboyant Elton Johnny and uh one of them turned to the other, Jimmy Page or Robert Plant. I, I want to say it was Robert Plant. Turned to Jimmy Page and goes, look, there's the poof. Which is like a derogatory term about homosexuals. Uh, and oh, said, look, there's the poof. Let's set him on fire. So what? they proceed to, um, like, 
I don't know if they had lighters or something, but they, they chased him with some sort of fire, a torch or lighters or something. And I guess the Mark Hudson thought they were joking, but Elton John wound up jumping into the pool for fear that they were actually going to set him on fire. But that is who we're dealing with here. That is who we're dealing oh with. That is Led Zeppelin. Oh my God. They are hateful, mean assholes. It sounds like it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Who goes setting people on fire and uh, just doing it so nonchalantly? Is it? It's like, oh, let's go set this guy on fire. I yeah, mean, that's ridiculous. I, you know, I wouldn't have expected that from Led Zeppelin. You know, they're just a terrible band. Uh, you know, everybody <laughs> says they're like the best band on earth. I wouldn't even put them in my top twenty. I mean, quite frankly, <laughs> I, 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 I have never bought a Led Zeppelin song on iTunes. I never downloaded an MP3 by uh, Led Zeppelin. And whenever they're on the radio, I, I change the station immediately. I, I don't. I just don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Who are your top twenty bands? Oh God, you're, you're not gonna like that, man. No, it's like, you know, give us your top rock bands ahead of Led Zeppelin. I put yeah. the Who, the Beatles, the Stones. Uh, you know, oh, a bunch of bands. You know, um, Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of good old uh, classic rock. I didn't even put Journey ahead of them. I mean, come on. I, I didn't even put Creed who? Clearwater ahead of them. Wait, who's Burmy? The Birdie. Bur- Bur- the band Birdie. There's a band <laughs> called Birdie? No, no. Journey. Journey. Oh, no. Journey. Don't stop <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I don't get it with Led Zeppelin. I just don't get it. My father loves Led Zeppelin. Yeah, he's never listened to them. I don't get it. <laughs> That's a lot of people. A lot of people love them, but they don't listen to them because they don't really fucking love them because they're shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What's there to like about them, anyways? I mean, most of the remakes of their songs are better than their original songs. Like that yes. Puff Daddy song. That Puff Daddy know? one, yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I love that Puff Daddy song. Yeah. I, I, hate, I, hate, I hate the original. What about the. Have you ever heard Hootie's uh, Led Zeppelin uh, cover? No, it's probably better. Yeah, of course. Anything Hootie does is better. But they go, hey, hey, what can I do? I got a woman. Hey, hey, what can I say? It's a great cover. It's anything Hootie. Hootie does an incredible cover of Champagne Supernova by Oasis, which is one of the greatest songs of all time. And they do an incredible cover of um, Stone Temple Pilots. that song that's like I think that's like promises, you know, whatever that song is. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, I mean. Zeppelin. I mean, Scott Wilde. So, uh, 
anyway, yeah, fuck Led Zeppelin. I'm going to start saying that at the end of every show because I don't see what's so great about them at all. You know, they're, they're evil, they're mean, they're homophobic, yep. their songs yep. are not good, their songs are only good yep. when other people do them, like when Hart did it at the Kennedy Center or when Hootie does yep. it. Um, and you know who's a big fan of, of Led Zeppelin is a frequent uh, guest of the show is, is Vinnie B. Vinnie B, yeah. I knew and, it. And then he's and then he he admitted that I, because I told him the story about Elton John, it made him hate Led Zeppelin, which is one of his favorite bands, and now he hates them. And I was like, well, hopefully they've matured since then. And Vinny goes, no, you don't mature from that. <laughs> I hope he disavowed uh, his longing for Led Zeppelin. <laughs> so. Before I rode that, you know how I stay riding, riding that D? Yeah, riding yeah, so the I, D. I stay riding that D. And before I rode that D home tonight, I put in, uh, you know, my headphones, and I was going to, I was looking for a, a particular uh, moment on the show, but there were, like, the podcast app makes it impossible to tell what dates anything's were or whatever, so I just randomly uh, hit a show of ours, um, and... Uh, I don't know what was what was in our cups that night or or what, but it was just a magical <laughs> episode. And really? uh, from top to bottom, man, it just so much. Sh- and you could barely hear me because half of me was cutting off. Like you could hear every other word I'm saying or whatever. But you, me, and Fogarty, man, everything was just on. So I want to take you back to to April of t- 2014. And just wow. let's uh, let's see what's going on here. Which, by the way, we've been doing the show for a long time, haven't we? Yeah, we have. You know, it's, it's not the end either. We're gonna keep going till the wheels fall off. No doubt about it. And there is no. By the way, I meant to say this before, but there is nowhere I'd rather be right now than right here with you, my friend. Couldn't say it better than my, myself. You know, uh, I I can pick anywhere I want to be in the world, but this is the best thing to be doing now the best person to be talking to and uh you know i'm proud to be here happy to be here me as well i thought you were going to go into h to the iso just now after saying that (laughs) be anywhere in the world tonight but you're here with us i appreciate that So, uh, this is what, this, I mean, really, like, this is what began the episode. So, I'm going to play a few clips for you here. Um, this is kind of a longer clip, it's about a minute long, but this is what began our episode of just everything just kind of working out for once. So, let's, let's hear this. (laughs) I caught whatever fucking plague has been going around New York City, and... I was knocked on my tuchus from, like, Friday through Tuesday, and I finally got back in into the real world yesterday. Boy, it was it was bad. H- have you caught this yet? It was bad. No, but I hear about it going around. You got that bionic plague, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, I heard it's deadlier than that bubonic plague. It's a bubonic plague. It comes oh. out of it comes out of a, a mind of Bain's Javina. <laughs> That's right. Look at it, a mind of Bain's Javina. Yeah. 
A mind of binds a divine with divine plague mind. This is so violent. You gotta say it real violent. The divine plague mind. Uh, I mean the bubonic plague mind. Bubonic plague mind with the mind of brain to brain of mind. <laughs> oh my god, we were spot. That was that was just the beginning. That was just the opener of the show, and, and clearly to do a good show, apparently I have to be sick with the flu or something because this show I'm telling you was. <laughs> you, uh, you have to be miserable, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sound really miserable. Um, and let's see, oh, excuse me, um, maybe want to wait, wait on this one, uh, Uh so, let's see, where's another one, uh, let's do, uh, this one, so this is, this is you during, uh, the joke off, and I believe I wrote in the stage directions for you to do an orgasm sound at the end of this joke, and... (laughs) This is what wound up coming out of your mouth. In a recent series, Unadorned, German photographer <laughs> Julia Fullerton-Batten showcases curvaceous bodies and captures the soft dimensions of the human form and all its fleshy goodness. When male passersby were asked what they thought of the exhibit, every single one said, Oh! <laughs> 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 That reminds me of Grandpa's nuts in the toilet. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I gotta, I gotta play that one more time. Let me play one more time. In a recent series, unadorned, German photographer Julia Fullerton-Batten showcases curvaceous bodies and captures the soft dimensions of the human form and all its fleshy goodness. When male passersby were asked what they thought of the exhibit, every single one said, (laughs) 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 I mean, what was that, Weeks? What got into you there? I have no idea what that was. It sounded like an orgasm from Alien. (laughs) It sounded ridiculous, but I love Fogarty's reaction. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Speaking of Fogarty, he was also much like you, very on in that joke off, and this is him uh, telling a joke where he uh, transforms into somebody else. So let's do this. According to Harry Knowles at Ain't It Cool News, J.J. Abrams' upcoming Star Wars film has the working title of. The Ancient Fear. Oh. I don't know about you guys, but if I were to title it, I would call it Enough. Jesus H. Christ, it's enough already. Shut the whole thing down. Shut the fucking thing down. Bring my ass up out of here. What the hell are you going on about? That shit is crazy. I got an question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Fogarty <laughs> was spot on. That was amazing. I know. I don't even know 
what that was, but it was perfect. He was perfect at doing it, whatever that was. And then, speaking of perfect and Amanda Baines, here, here you are. I'm telling you, man, this this show was tits. A drunk man got his local Domino's delivery guy to deliver him McDonald's by making requests in the special instruction section of the Domino's website. This led to a merger between the two fast food chains, which will now be called McDominoles. <laughs> McDominoles. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> it sounds devilish. McDonald's. McDonald's. I don't want to eat there. I don't want to eat there. <laughs> What if you combine McDamonolds with the Bobine Plague Mine? Bobine McDamonol Mine! Bobine McDamonol Mine! And female condom. <laughs> Sounds amazing. McDamonol Damonade! McDamonol Damonade! McDamonol Damonade! The guy anal, anal piss. Oh my god! The terminal botanic flight mine. And that, and that clip ended with anal miss. But didn't sound like we were having so much more fun two years ago. What happened it to did. that? I, that you raised a great question. I mean, that that is. I don't know. I think that we were more we were fresher back then. We were, you know, maybe more energetic. Uh, you know, I, I still have that passion. It's just, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think we were, we were just on that night. I think most nights were off. You think what? I think most oh, nights were yeah. off. But oh, I think for sure. For, for some reason, we were on that night. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of on, here's here's another moment. I don't know what you'll think about this, but here's a moment here. Okay. Speaking of pedophilia. Uh, are, are you guys moved up and ready to go? <laughs> oh, I am ready. Woohoo! I must explode in all orifices. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I said, speaking of pedophilia, <laughs> are you guys lubed up and ready to go? And then you talk about something exploding out of all orifices. <laughs> I was very excited when you said that. <laughs> that is not normal. Uh, and then here, here is where Fogarty. By the way, I think that the reason that we had more fun then is because we just don't do it enough anymore. We just need to do, make sure we're doing at least a show every two weeks. You know what I mean? I totally agree with that. Yeah, we have to stay on a schedule. We have to stick to the schedule. Yeah. And, uh, yes, I totally agree. We have to be committed. We we were really yeah. committed to that thing. We did it every week. Yeah, yeah, we did it every week, You're which right. is of course, of course, my preference. But uh, you know, somebody. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but here is uh, Fogarty doing an impression of you. Oh, uh, here. Scientific American has discovered that the Moroccan spider does cartwheels to escape predators. What the hell? It didn't work for me when I did cartwheels upside down, spin away from the bullies in middle school. Said John Lee. Brilliant, brilliant. What the hell? What the hell is that? 
god, that was perfect. That was spot on. And he got it like where I say it so quickly, you can't even understand what I'm saying at some point. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> what the hell? Everybody just has like these moments of brilliance that come out where uh, it's just amazing. It's like uh, he he just uh, when he's spot on in his dirty jokes. That's mm-hmm. what makes the show. I think. I think we really highly depend on Fogarty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of that. Uh, I think this is the last clip I'll play before he comes on, and then there's just a couple more uh, after. Okay. But this is um, the okay. So I should just let you know that the second joke you'll hear in this clip does not finish. It wasn't a funny punchline anyway. The punchline is not the funny part. So it's one joke going into another joke. You'll understand why I'm playing it. Here we go. Okay, Ohio man, Kevin Knuffle showed his foster daughter how to stab his wife. <laughs> When he, when, he, when he explained he wanted the girl's foster mother out of the picture, but was afraid he'd lose custody of their three-year-old daughter if they divorced. See, now who says foster parents don't spend any time bonding with their kids? Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Oh, my. Really? And, and why didn't he just take the picture out of the frame and use a pair of scissors? <laughs> I don't know. Like my mama did. Prior to murdering and eating part of his girlfriend, <laughs> oh my goodness. You said wow, that so. I went there. What the hell was wrong with me? Oh my! He said it so matter of fact. Prior to murdering and eating his girlfriend, <laughs> it was like a business deal or something like that. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> uh, yes, just it's... sign here, date here, get this this girlfriend uh, eaten. No, yeah, yeah. cut her oh. up and uh, give me the order four, please. You know, fry it up and uh, send it on over, please. Yeah, nasty. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, and and then there there be, I saved the best two clips for last, so that'll be uh, after the jack off and everything. Um, but, uh, but man, it was just I randomly hit that episode, and as soon as I hit it, I was like, I wonder if this is the episode where this happens, and then it was, and I was like, I'm so glad I tapped this episode because I remember such amazing things happening on that one yeah. night. It was just. I don't know, man. There was something. There was something about that one magic night, bro. That magic moment. Yeah, we we have to we have to get it back. We have to get the groove yeah. back somehow. Like Stella. You know what? I'm gonna start doing it back outside because I think I felt more free <laughs> outside. I I feel very constricted yeah. in my apartment. And I feel like I need to get a standing desk because I feel very lethargic sitting down. Well, that yeah, that that can't be good. I mean, uh, I just feel very trapped inside my place. I gotta get out there. I gotta get the fresh air. I gotta be <laughs> shouting with the people outside. <laughs> and vomit, <laughs> vomit on the people. Yes, absolutely. I remember I did it in Vermont outside of a soccer field, walking around in the dark. It was amazing, and uh, <laughs> I felt freer and better back then. We need to get back. You need to move back to Vermont. Absolutely. Listen, I've been trying to get back there. I, I, you know, I haven't had any luck yet. 
I, no. There's something about Vermont that just felt so free and happy and uh, loose. <laughs> it was amazing. I thought you hated it there. I did. I did. It, <laughs> <laughs> I hated it, but I, it felt very freeing. I, I hated the weather, but uh, I kind of liked the isolation there. I, I don't know. A lot of people can get go through that, but I, I loved it. I loved it. You know, I yeah. uh, was able to yep. do my, my old antisocial self. And yeah. then I was able to do the show, and the show was like my whole social life. Yeah. Really, it was. That's why, see, you put all your energy into the show, because it was your only friend. Absolutely. That, it, was like, it was like the only time that I talked. <laughs> so you were just <laughs> desperate to talk. Whether you knew it or not, you were just desperate to talk by the time Wednesday or Thursday at 9 came around. By the way... It fucking feels like Thursday, and I keep forgetting that it's only Wednesday, and I keep getting very, very upset about that right now. Yeah, me too. I agree with that, actually. It feels like it's thir- it should be Thursday, and we're looking forward to Friday, but no, it's uh, it's just gotten bad. It's been bad the last couple months. So bad. What, what, what's gotten bad? The show? No, no. I think the, the show is actually not bad. I think, actually, there's certain things that have improved on the show. I think we're, you know... Uh, more seasoned, we know what to talk about. I think our kind of stream of consciousness is better. Whereas before, we just like blurted things out like crazy. I think we were just like, you know, <laughs> we were like maniacal on the show. We were like uh, nuts. But uh, joyride. We were joyriding. Yes. <laughs> now we're like cruising. <laughs> Baby, you a song. You make me wanna roll my windows down. <laughs> Cruise down a back road, blowing stop signs down the Ooh. middle. And the... John Weeks, do you Ooh. know? Do you have any idea what time it is? Oh my gosh, you can't be the hot mess awards with Tom Fogarty. He's on. Wizard, are you there? What the hell is he doing? He's probably on the toilet. <laughs> I wonder. He's fixing that terrarium in his pants. <laughs> so does a terrarium. Terrarium, that's right. <laughs> he better Let not be tra- in Florida again. He better not be there. He is. He is. Tom Fogarty. Oh, he's got to stop going back there. What an awful place. <laughs> What's in huh. Florida that's so important? I don't know. Um, I saw that photo. He was, he was like in some kind of bar with a pool in it. I don't know what is going on over there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's see if uh, the wizard uh, comes in. I have a feeling. Let's see. Okay. He is a wizard. He just appears sometimes. You know, he leaves and he disappears. And he's, yeah. He's a spirit. 
really emotional. He's, he doesn't just stay in one place. He's just unstable. I'm going to Facebook message him. Yeah. Where yeah. Are you at? Where are you at, sire? Yeah. Where are you at, wizard? Um. Was, was the wizard born in New York, or is he a Floridian? Um. Who knows? I don't think he's from this planet. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> um. Man, so this is like an example of how bad the show has gotten. <laughs> or how good the show has gotten. It's good when we're silent and nothing happens. <laughs> Where's the wizard? What is he doing in Florida? I don't fucking know. By the way, speaking of... um, Oh, I think he's... Well, I thought he was seeing Miss Daisy, but now that I think about it, they brought Miss Daisy up to New York, so I think that... He wouldn't be driving Miss Daisy anymore. Miss Daisy's here now, so they could take care of her. Right. So I think, yeah. So I think that he went down there to take care of Miss Daisy's house. Um, uh, I wonder. Okay. I wonder if Fogarty thought that it was uh, Thursday instead of Wednesday. I told him it was Wednesday. Might and I sent... He might have. Did he, did he get? A, yeah, he might have got confused there. I don't. Because it feels like it should be Thursday. <laughs> I know. But I, yeah. Feels like it should be Thursday, and um, I, I mean, I sent the email, I sent texts or messages. Hmm. He said he may have to call in from some drag bar or something in uh, <laughs> Florida. Fogarty's just having too much fun down there. Yeah, I don't know where he is, but uh, why don't you, while while I try and track him down, tell me what you're gonna do this weekend. Oh, this weekend. What am I doing? Oh, it's um. Well, Friday I'm not going to do anything. Saturday I'm hoping to do some overtime work. I don't know. This sounds very exciting. And then uh, for most of the day, then I'll hang out with my my buddies, uh, Chris Featherman, who off for TV, and uh, Michael the Ace of Spades, and uh, hopefully we'll who? do some, you know, a little bit Michael, of rock band. Who? Michael C.S. Bates. Who'd Michael, you say? <laughs> what? Michael, Michael C.S. The Ace- Michael the Ace of Spates. I uh, thought you said Michael the Ace of Spates. <laughs> so he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I uh, and uh, we might do some poker. We might do some rock band. That's all we do. It's a very low key night. Uh, yeah. And then um, Sunday's Mother's Day. Mother's Day. And uh, God, that's Sunday. Is this Sunday, right? I guess so, huh? I know, I can't believe it. Are you coming back or what for your madre? Uh, I will, but I don't think I'm going to go this weekend, though. I, I have a whole conflict thing because she wants me to come back for Gracie's, uh, you know, Gracie Moskowitz's graduation party the weekend of May 20th. But I got a, um, you know, my friend uh, Jack the Werewolf Killer, the guy, he, he goes around uh, killing werewolves. Yes, I remember this guy, yes. Yeah, so Jack, also known as Astronaut Mike Dexter. Uh, so Jack the Werewolf Killer, astronaut Mike Dexter, asked me to do some sort of choreography and lead a dance in a web series that he's shooting that weekend. So I'm oh, very wow. conflicted. I don't know what to do. I feel like when Mike Dexter, the astronaut, asks you to do something, you got to do it. Then again, you know, my mom really wants me home that weekend because it's the graduation party, celebrate Mother's Day that weekend. So I don't know what the fuck to do. What do you think? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um... Uh, how, 
how close are you to this Mokowitz Mokowitz person? Well, I mean, I've known her a long time, but I don't, you know, I, I don't think I really need to be at her graduation party. So why not just come home this weekend or the following weekend or the weekend after for Mother's Day? And then, uh, you know, have a belated Mother's Day and then just do the thing with Dexter. No good? <laughs> okay, so, okay. So you're sa- all right, I don't want to do any traveling this weekend. You know, I need my hood rat time. I'm too fucking busy. Absolutely, absolutely. You need it. I'm telling you, you yeah. need it. I, if I were you, you got to take a vacation, man. I don't think you ever take vacations, dude. You're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. Well, I'm um, taking I'm taking quite a long one in uh, June and July for that uh, Northern Ireland and London trip. You're, what? You're going, uh, you didn't tell me about this. What? Yeah, I didn't tell you about that. That's why we need to have the radio show more often because I don't know what's yeah. going on anymore. And because it's, it's bad now. But, yeah, so, like, uh <laughs> Um, but she, uh, Joanna's mother, you know, Joanna, my friend from Connecticut, she's, her mother's getting married, uh, to Mac's uncle, finally, you know, Mac, my Irish, so, uh, um, go to the wedding, which is a little weird, because the girl that I actually went to high school with, Joanna, my friend, I didn't go to her wedding, but I'm going to her mother's wedding, it's a little strange. Oh my god, how do they even meet? How do those two meet? I don't know, this makes no sense, it's amazing. Uh, through this uh, older janitor named uh, Bernie or Birdie. Uh, Birdie. Birdie, the band. <laughs> she uh, she was like one time I saw her in the kitchen at MTV and she says, "Oh, you could look up porn for all I care." When I was using her computer. Or something. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, you okay. we give me briefly give me three hot messes, <laughs> and oh then, my god. We'll go into the uh, joke off. Three hot messes. Oh my god! I don't even know pop culture right now. That's also a problem. But, um, all right. I'll give you three hot messes. Okay. Uh, okay. For, for political. <laughs> um, John Kasich, because, well, he should have dropped out. Way before, but he decides to drop out after Ted Cruz drops out, just because I guess he's in style, even though he had 0% chance of winning anything, he's decided to drag the race out all the way till now, and he only dropped out because he was the only one left. So he's my number one, number three hot mess. Number three hot mess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't seem to agree with Number two. <laughs> Wait, what was what was the first one again? Uh, that was John Kasich of uh, Ohio, the governor oh, of did, Ohio, just who just decided to suspend his campaign. Yes, he just he just dropped out today. Did you notice that whenever he was on TV, he was always eating? Every time he was yes, always he's always <laughs> eating. He's he's always hunched over, and he always says the same three lines like. Oh, in Ohio, we have a $1.5 billion surplus, so we added 400,000 jobs, blah, blah, blah. Always the same thing. Always. <laughs> and who's uh, your second hot mess, sire? My second hot mess, and unfortunately so, is Bernie Sanders. Why? Uh-oh. Because I like Bernie. Me too. I do, uh, you know, like his um, – you know, his realism, the fact that he actually stands for principles, that I think he actually believes in them, and he uh. would actually implement them. 
Uh, he's a hot mess because even though he won Indiana, which I think was a great feat, and inject life back into his campaign after having lost five of the six uh, Eastern Coast Eastern states, um, I think he, you know mathematically he's still out of it because of that ridiculous thing called the super delegates in the Democratic race, which mm-hmm. is similar to the ridiculousness of uh, unbound delegates in the Republican race. So literally mm-hmm. he has no mathematical chance of winning his election, even though he's probably going to win some big states coming up, including possibly California. And mm-hmm. I think this process totally rips it out of the voters' hands. And he's a hot mess because of the stupid political process we have today. Um, <laughs> so but, it's more that the but, political process is the hotter mess than Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. I think he's, yeah, you're right. I think he's a victim of the, the political process, which is a complete hot mess. Hot mess! <laughs> It's like, um, you know, it's like that time that uh, more people voted for a guy for president and the other guy wound up being there for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> and who is your final hot mess, sire? I gotta say, um, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought you liked him. Oh, you loved him. No, I do like him. I do like him, but I think he's he's a hot mess right now because you know, uh, even though he he's won, he's the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party, even though it's going to wrap up by the convention in June or July. Uh, uh, he's got he's got a hell of a fight in front of him. I don't. I mean, he's like down in every poll by double digits against Hillary Clinton, uh, similarly to Bernie Sanders. He's already being attacked by Hillary with with ads, I just think this is such an uphill battle. I don't think he has much of a chance, even though I'll be rooting for him. I think, you know, basically all he won was more misery in the next next six months. It's like, congratulations, you're going to, you just won a big, huge loss for November, possibly. So, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think, I I, I will say, I think the big winner in this, the non-hot mess are the voters, because I think this is going to be the most interesting Crazy election cycle coming up in the next six months. Even though it already has been, I feel exhausted having watched a lot of it. Uh, but it's going to be crazy. It's going to get so dirty between the two of them yeah. that uh, I think people are, people are going to be sick of this. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> this election is a, is a huge hot mess. <laughs> I got to say, politically, that was the least delusional thing that I've ever heard you say. <laughs> There's always certain issues that I agree with with Trump on. They're big issues, but you know I agree with them. A growing jobs. That's all I care about. Jobs, jobs, jobs. You know what I I liked was um when or what I hated was when uh he was talking about remember when Carly Fiorino fell the other day when she when she <laughs> yes campaigned. yes I remember that. oh yeah, yeah she, so she's a secondary combat yes. Yeah, so she falls down because Ted Cruz thought it was a good idea to name a fucking running mate, even though he didn't get the nomination. And <laughs> she, and so she goes tumbling down. And then later, Donald Trump was saying, you know, he didn't help her at all. I mean, even I would have helped her. The fact that he's, like, openly saying, even I, like, I'm a fucking prick, you know? He's, like, openly saying, I'm a prick. So even I would have helped her, you know? And that's, that's who people want to be president of the United States. <laughs> oh, that's typical Trump. That's typical yeah. Trump. He doesn't have any filter, and uh, he's, you know, he's, you know, 
uh, brutally honest. He, uh, he knows he's a douchebag, douche and uh, he just does it. He does it. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Bill Clinton. Remember Bill Clinton just said, I'm full of shit, and how do you like that? <laughs> Bill Clinton. We're going to be seeing a lot of Bill uh, yeah, coming yeah. up. But, uh, this is going to be the best election. This is gonna, you don't have to watch soap operas or shows <laughs> or anything like that. This is going to be – this is my – like you know, my my social life. You know, I love watching like, this stuff. It's ridiculous, but yeah. it's it's uh, it's crazy. But it's it's amazing how Trump, who no, no one ever thought would you know be where he is today, he, he kind of masterminded his way up there, and so did Hillary. And uh, you know, I, I do like Bernie. I have to say, I've lightened up to Bernie a lot, and it wasn't because of Rod Rod uh, Sanjavi <laughs> totally harassing me. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I like his personality. I think he's a good dude. I think he's uh, unfortunately getting screwed in the process, though. Yeah. Well, even as your boy Trump said, all I see is Bernie win, 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 and yet he doesn't, you know, have enough delegates to do Absolutely. His, uh... Absolutely. That yeah. whole super delegate stuff is, is ridiculous. I've never even heard of such a thing. Talk about a backroom deal. I mean, that's a little scary to me. Very strange. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. why don't, well, are you lubed up and ready to joke off, I guess? You know, I'm, all, I'm I'm exploding from all orifices, of course. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. <laughs> all right, Weeks, get us started, Weeks. All righty. A new exhibit at a Tokyo art gallery demonstrates just how lifelike Sex dolls have become. What? I don't know anything about that. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is football. This is football. God damn it. America. America. Football. Damn it. You got to throw the ball to the guy who's running. The ball goes to the guy who's running. Yeah. These are real. These are real sex dolls to me. You got to throw the ball to the guy who's running. Uh huh. Eight. 21-year-old construction worker in Sydney, Australia, was bitten on the penis by a spider while using a porta potty On the bright side, his dick now spews out webbing when he ejaculates. <laughs> spider dick, spider dick. <laughs> an, an animatronic elephant from Disneyland was spotted in the sky being carried by a helicopter due to what officials say was a neck issue. But enough about Chris Christie. Oh, <laughs> who's that over there? Nobody <laughs> <laughs> keep out of here. Billy, whoa, yeah, Billy, you go, man. Yeah, you know, my boy. Even though you like Led Zeppelin, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Died last week. Thank God he changed his name back. Imagine how hard it would have been to announce that that weird symbol that he went by had died. (laughs) (laughs) Symbol Pi has died. Mm. (laughs) Toddlers have shot at least 23 people this year with handguns. This just goes to show you what I've said all along. You can't trust babies. Those little bastards. I hate babies. (laughs) <laughs> Police in Kansas say that someone made off with the Blue Man Group's costumes after they performed there Tuesday night. 
And Wichita Police Sergeant told the Wichita Eagle, if anybody sees any blue men running around, call 911, which is interesting, <laughs> which is very interesting because usually he says to call 911 if anybody sees any black men running around. Stand <laughs> oh, 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 oh. on the run. Stand yeah. on the run. Wait, that's just Paul McCartney, right? Oh, no, Ringo yeah. Starr, sorry. Damn it, Vinny. Campaign fundraiser. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that song. I'm sorry. You don't know. <laughs> Got to pay your dues if you want to sing the blues. I, I, I didn't know that song. Damn it. So, I did. I did. You I did. Sorry. Could all leap about. You could even play them easy. Peace. <laughs> remember peace is how we make it. We're big enough to take it. I don't ask for much. I own campaign fundraiser for Senator Tom McCain. Emily Tuesday <laughs> after police officers found a meth lab at her Phoenix home, thus finally explaining Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah. A man in Conroe, Texas, attempted to steal a tiger from an animal shelter. Sorry about that, said Charlie Sheen. Tiger blood, tiger blood, winning. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Pope winning. Francis. Pope Francis, Pope Francis, condemned pedophilia on Sunday and called for severe punishment for those who abuse minors. Well, thank Christ he got to it this t- he got to it in time. Jesus, thank God. I'm fucking real. That's right. <laughs> Good thing nobody was hurt. <laughs> Beyonce said on the opening night of her Formation World Tour in Miami last week, I want to dedicate this song to my beautiful husband. Wait a minute. Beyonce got a new husband? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, he's not an attractive man. No, absolutely not. <laughs> a Texas high school softball team last week thought that it had won, celebrated, and then lost. It's kind of like naming a running mate after not winning your party's presidential <laughs> nomination. <laughs> you learned about that one, Tommy boy. <laughs> Where the fuck is Oh, sorry, guys. Jason no. Bateman opened up about directing Christopher Walken in The Family Fang. He said, he's cool as long as you're not in the middle of the ocean. Got <laughs> <laughs> that right, Tommy boy. Think <laughs> of this this week. Stated they want nothing to do with Ted Cruz, even though Cruz, according to John Boehner, is Lucifer in the flesh. Witches, however, are just fine electing Hillary Clinton. Now, now. <laughs> On Monday, the ninth annual George Lopez Celebrity Golf Classic took place. <laughs> and and that is the most boring sentence in the history of man. <laughs> <laughs> In a recent interview, Sean Diddy Combs said that he is retiring from music because he wants to stop at a great place. Apparently, Diddy found a time machine to take him back to 2003. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> on the microphone, I got it all, but I really need a wife at home. <laughs> Ted Cruz told CNN Monday he thinks President Obama's got mad skills on a basketball field than he does. More mad skills. And uh, I was uh, telling weeks before that there was a this episode that I I hit play on my iPhone today that was just uh-huh. this episode where we were just on we were so on and a big part of that um, were two f- classic Fogarty moments so uh, yeah. if if you guys will indulge me I'd like to play these two classic Fogarty clips nice of course. Okay, let's find them here. <laughs> yeah, Jenny. Yeah. Weeks, weeks. Give me some searching. Okay. So here, also, oh, also on this episode, I had some sort of uh, plague or something. So I, my, fortunately, I was sick, and I say fortunately because it made my laugh very strange. So you can. It sounds like I'm kind of almost dying in the background here. But here, this is Fogarty telling a story about using the toilet. Then I thought I was seeing light at the end of the tunnel, and I ended up with the puking, crapping version of the flu. Now, one is not lived until one has reached that age when, and it happens on a regular basis now, I sit down on the toilet in the morning, and I let out that shutter that I remember hearing from my grandpa when his... (laughs) Balls would hit the water. (laughs) I know I've reached that point where I have grandpa balls, but it's the first time I've had diarrhea since discovering the phenomenon of grandpa balls. So I I am throwing up into a waste basket while I'm sitting on the toilet, shitting my brains out, when suddenly... My grandpa balls drop another inch and boom, right into the shitty water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not much you can do about it when you're just, you know, exploding from all orifices. (laughs) And and your nuts are floating around in the the shitty water. Well, the only thing nice about it, though, is with every flush, I got a free ball wash. (laughs) (laughs) You were laughing now. It's going to happen to you in about another 30 years, so get used to it. (laughs) What do you do? So did you you have to shower, or you just accepted the toilet... uh, Water as the as the cleanser. I just sat close to the edge when I flushed. <laughs> the water just swirled around them. Now you yep. that things were coming. And out I hummed and I hummed at the car wash. <laughs> at, at the ball wash even. Yeah. You yeah. you said things were coming out of all orifices now. Were you also 
Imagine if you were getting a Blumpkin at the same time. If I was what? If you were getting one of those Blumpkins, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I think you'd have to be one sick fuck to want to blow somebody who's stupid and shit. <laughs> I'm not even sure I have come across that website, and I search for monoculture <laughs> to find out what freaking fetishes are going on out there, and that's not one I've come across. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Vinny, you know who might be into getting Blumpkins? What? You know, who, you know who might be into getting blown while uh, taking a dunk. I can only imagine who. I, uh, I mean, he was a, a famous actor. You usually, see him in black and white. He's dead now. Founder of St. Jude's. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about Danny Thomas? Any time. Yeah, any time. Oh my God! How do you know that? Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, weeks. Uh, do you remember that moment when Fogarty shared that? Because it seemed like like I mean he just kept going with it. It was just amazing. You know the funny thing is that I remember that exact moment, uh, and it doesn't feel like it was like two years ago. It feels like it was just you know a couple months ago or something. But I yeah. remember that moment very clearly because he went. Damn, I was talking about it. He went crazy about it. And uh, it was hilarious because I don't think I'll ever hear a story about a guy vomiting, taking a nap with his balls in, in the diarrhea water. I mean, that's, that's, one the, that's one of the – and he didn't clean himself after it. Even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you balls in the diarrhea water. <laughs> I actually heard his balls go kaboosh. Oh, 
Oh, God. Are you oh, all the okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was, that would about killed me this afternoon. <laughs> oh, God. Donald Papa Dick. She'd be <laughs> Darlene Papa Dick Nibusticus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> New York's most infamous 90s club kid. <laughs> oh. Do the next joke. <laughs> I could, I could, I, I, you know, and I lived for the moment when we did a joke, and when Fogarty kind of laughed up and cracked up, and he like almost died during that joke. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, terrible. I've never, you know, he literally is overcome with laughter. It's, it's amazing. I think it's like the thing I live for for the show when we do the joke. Yeah, and you know what? That's the thing is that that is the whole reason I thought he would be great for the show is because of that wheezy laugh, and yet he's done it fucking once. You know, I mean, there's been, he did it a couple other times here, but nothing like that. Uh, and that's you know when he's just in his apartment chilling, smoking reefer with a straw in his hair, he is wheezing like crazy. Um, but uh, but Vinny, you said you never heard Fogarty break up like that, right? I no, I never did. That was hysterical. That was out of that was out of control. <laughs> now, very often, um, people uh, uh, call Jonathan Weeks on Blazing Right backstage. They call him the Doctor Drew of the internet. Oh my god! Bizarre, <laughs> because Doctor Drew is ha- is all over the internet, has podcasts, etc. But they call John Weeks Doctor Drew. Carry of the internet, so I suggest uh, <laughs> possibly uh, Vinny uh, come to you with a, a problem. So I I, okay. I yield the uh, my time to the gentleman from Brooklyn. Okay. And, and I really really appreciate this. And uh, weeks, I've heard so much about your Doctor Drewness that like I had no other place to turn. So I needed I need to talk. Okay. I really need um, to talk. I, I'm, I'm all ears, my friend. Okay, now I could say, well, I'm amongst friends, so I could say anything, right, guys? Absolutely. You can say whatever you like, speak your mind. As long as, long as I don't have right. to edit later. Okay, and Weeks, you're not going to judge me, right? Absolutely not. This is a judgment free zone here. Nobody is. Uh, okay. Okay, you're aware of that. You know, I could say that I'm. You're not going to edit out that I'm part of the AA program. Okay. And I go to Alcoholics Anonymous, and part of it is. Rigorous honesty. Okay. So, okay. So I have this thing where I have to um, hire young boys to come <laughs> over my house. I yeah. pull down my pants and they throw <laughs> oranges at me. Now it was never a problem before until it got to pineapples, <laughs> and then it became a problem because I could barely sit down. 
so <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Okay. Um, and that's your problem. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, first question is, why didn't you just stay with the oranges? Why go to the pineapples? I don't get it. Because I always wanted the pineapples. And I was embarrassed to ask the young boys. They were of age, of age, I should say. You know, they were just younger okay. than me. I just needed the pineapple. I needed the feel of that 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 pineapple skin against my ass. The, what do you mean, the, the, skin, the hard skin of the pineapple on your ass? <laughs> yes, the hard <laughs> pineapple. And sometimes, like I get, I got this one kid that he could chunk it, so it hits me with the the stem part. Oh my goodness! I mean, well. um... Uh, is it on your bare ass? You're not. You're not wearing anything. Of course, it's on my bare ass. How else would you do it? Well, you're right. You have a good point. I mean, <laughs> um, well, I mean, uh, you know, there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, but it, but it hurts so much that you can't sit down, right? That's the problem. Absolutely, right? I'm standing up right now doing this uh, program. Well, I mean, there's good good benefits to standing up. I mean, you lose calories. You it's good for you. you don't have to sit down. I mean, uh, have you tried certain ointments to try to help you sit down and soothe the pain? Uh, Everything. You know, I, it, I don't think it's that much of a problem, actually. I think it's actually. Wait, what, a good what about to what have. about the shame I feel after? What do I do oh, about, that? about it. There's you no know, cream there's no for that. Again, weeks. There's no judgment here, so you know, there's no shame. Uh, no, I, no I feel shame though. It's the way I feel. There's no shame, though. We live in a society where, you know, the Republican nominee is Donald Trump. There's no shame in society anymore. <laughs> so, you know, if, oh, man. If, if Donald Trump can say the things he does and do what he does, why do you have shame? I mean, you know, so, you know adopt that mentality, you know, and, uh, you know, give up all the limitations that you put yourself under and let them throw those pineapples at you. <laughs> do it. Have a great time. Take coconut. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and, and stand up. You know, don't sit down. Stand up for what you believe in. Don't sit down. <laughs> okay. And that's my I'm... advice to you, Vinny. Be proud of who you are. Take those pineapples <laughs> up the ass as much as you want, and be strong. Oh man, you're you're amazing, Doctor Weeks. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Vinny. Thank okay. You. You're, you're amazing. Oh, right, right. Can I hit him with one more? No. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Okay. All right, Mr. Weeks, Dr. Weeks, I should call you. This is a, a real situation where I have to break up with a friend. Okay. Okay. This is a big problem, bigger than the pineapple. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. Okay. Basically about, uh, I don't know, eight months ago, I somebody was in need, and, you know, I'm – I always keep my hand out in AA because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And I befriended this person. But this friend turned out to be an extreme asshole to everybody else. <laughs> like extreme. Like I can't, I can't even measure the assholeness that this person is. <laughs> and, and like I'm in this hole now where we're friends. Right. So I, I really seriously don't know what to do. Oh my! Um, well, that's a tough. That's a tough situation. I don't think it's as tough as the pineapples, but uh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> um, 
Well, you know, you said you've been friends with this person for about eight months, you said? About roughly, yes. Maybe a year. Well, I mean, is this person an asshole to you or to the people around? No, no. People around. All right. And so what's, uh, you know, do you value this friendship at all? You know, and it, well, okay. Here's the, here's the other part. This person is involved in my circle, a circle that okay. I value. It's like imagine this person would come on this show. It's committed oh, to wow. this show, and you got to deal with this person every two weeks. And you're like, oh my god, I brought this person on my show. What right. do I do? Hmm. <laughs> well, I, it's tough. I, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, we deal with Fogarty every week. I mean, we yeah, I was just thinking that. this week. Fogarty's funny. That's a tough situation to be in. I mean, if you consider their their friendship valuable then I would hold on to it and, you know, maybe have a conversation with the person about how they treat other people and maybe uh, try to help them change their attitude, maybe. But if that is that fails, and you, you know, usually that's going to be tough to do, um, then you just have to separate yourself from the person and make a, you know, a statement directly to them that, you know, you're not as good friends with them as, as you like it to be and, you know, uh, point out their flaws and, and just stay away. You know, avoidance is a great strategy. Um, you know, but that, again, that literally, this person is in my circle. That's the problem. Oh, if boy. it was, if it was um, somebody that I, you know, that I saw because hey, let's hang out, then that's not an issue. Right, right, right. So they're always involved in the circle that you hang out with. Is that correct? That is correct. Absolutely. Well, then you have to, you know, the circle has to uh, combine strength against this person in a way. <laughs> and I, I know that's kind of, I know that's kind of an asshole thing to do. But uh, maybe you have to send this message around. Maybe the other people in your circle feel the same way. And oh, I know they do. I know they do. I know they do. And you've got to make a joint decision. Especially if you're ruining like, your time out with your friends. I mean, that's valuable time that you don't want to you know, give up. I agree. I mean, so make but that joint the, decision. What if the circle is afraid of this person? Well, then you got to call the police. <laughs> 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 it sounds like you need to kill this person, but uh, you know uh, that's, that's advice for a different day, I guess. But uh, <laughs> um, no, but you know, if they're if they're really truly afraid of the person, then I would just try avoidance. They should get the message that they're not liked in the group, and if they don't get the message they're not liked, then they're a little off balance, I think. So uh, you want to do like, it? You want to? You're telling me just do it like uh, some African tribe. Where they just turn their back, like the elders turn their back. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you know, don't don't invite the person uh-huh. out. Don't talk. Don't talk to the person as much. Keep the communication indirect, like almost a text message. Uh, you know, don't you know talk to them in person. I know that's not a really nice thing to do, but you know, most normal people would catch up on that and figure out <laughs> not want it. So I think you know. Uh, just try the avoidance. Try the indirect way of telling them that you're not as close friends as you want to be, and maybe they'll change, or if not, they'll actually pick up the message and move on. If not, uh, I, I suggest higher protection. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I don't mean to call Ryan out, but Ryan is kind of uh, kind of knows the situation. Put it that way. Oh and wow! He, really? 
and and Ryan could chime in as much as he wants. I'm not pulling him in directly, but he knows the situation. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I oh. said I think you're fucked. <laughs> he said that in text messages and verbally too. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a situation I would have stepped into in the first place. <laughs> Sometimes they just come to you, these friends. <laughs> or answer in any other ways. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, bro. It's a tough, it's a tough situation. I feel like what Week said is fine, but it's it, you know, there's no, there's really no solution other than, I guess, being honest. But then, of course, then right. you're gonna end up being like, you know, another uh, villain to this person, and it's gonna be a disaster. Right. And we right. know what the villains are to this person. Not so we good. know what happens to them. They sleep with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wake up in the garbage bag. In the yeah, exactly. exactly. Do it in a public place. Breaking news <laughs> with Sade, Batter, and Wah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, 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 so thank you, Dr. Dr. Weeks. Thank you very much. No, thank you, Vinny. <laughs> thank you. John Weeks, what's your favorite scene in She's the Man with Amanda Bynes? Whoa, that was well, that was serious. Huh? My favorite scene in She's the Main Main, Future Main, the Bane's Main. It's got to be a serious scene in the movie The Counselor. Okay, it's between a lawyer and this guy who's searching for his kidnapped wife, who is presumably going to be killed. So, uh, you know, in the, the you know, crime-filled cartel-controlled drugland of Mexico, uh, some parts of Mexico, uh, Machado and uh, it's between El Jefe and the counselor. He's the lawyer who's looking for his wife. Machado would have traded every word, every poem, every verse he ever wrote for one more hour with his beloved. And that is because when it comes to grief, the normal rules of exchange do not apply because grief transcends value. A man would give entire nations to lift grief off his heart, and yet you cannot buy anything with grief because grief is worthless. Why are you telling me all this? Because you continue to deny the reality of the world you're in, counselor. Do you love your wife so much, so completely, that you would exchange places with her upon the wheel? And I don't mean dying, because dying is easy. Yes, yes, damn you. Well, that is good to hear, counselor. What are you saying? Are you saying this is a possibility? No, counselor, it's impossible. You said I was that man at that crossing who could help her. Yes, at the understanding that life is not going to take you back. You are the world you have created, and when you cease to exist, this world that you have created will also cease to exist. But for those with the understanding that they're living the last days of the world, death requires a different meaning. The extinction of all reality is a concept no resignation can encompass. And then all the grand designs and all the grand plans will finally be exposed and revealed for what they are. And now, Counselor, I have to go because I have to make other calls. If I have time, I'll, I think I'll take a small nap. And that's my favorite scene. And she's the main main figure, yeah. main of face. Yeah. That was very, very good. It was very engaging. Very nice. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you. Thank you. Very well, very well nice. active. You live very truthfully under imaginary circumstances. And... Uh, <laughs> Vinny, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite team? She's the main man for your main and Bane's main. 
Yeah, Vinny, what's oh, yours? Oh, okay. There's so many scenes, so many scenes. But I got to say, <laughs> my favorite is when Amanda Bynes, she's a minor, 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 When she plays Maxwell Patty, a rapist and a convict, and she just gets jumped by three guys, and she beats the shit out of them. And here's the scene. I'm better than you all. I can outthink you. I can outfight you. And I can outphilosophize you. Wow. You white trash piece of shit. You got to be better than that if you think you're better than me. There you go. That's my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Such you a Shit. Wow, you were talented, Vinny. Very talented. I love that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And my, my favorite scene is Man, Man, Future Man, Man, is from uh, She's the Mine, colon, uh, uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, comma, School of Rock. And uh, Amanda Baines plays a, a guy who looks a lot like Jack Black. And he says, you want me to teach you something? What? You want to learn something? All right. Here's a useful lesson. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose. Big time. Because the world is run by the man. Who? The man? Oh, you don't know the man. The man's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins, she's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's Burning down the Amazon, kidnap Shamu, and put her in a chlorine tank, okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? <laughs> man had to ruin that, too, with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome, because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourself a favor and just give up. And that's my favorite scene. <laughs> Amanda, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Mine. Wow. Wow. For a moment there, you sounded exactly like Jack Black. It was very eerie. I, I thought it was Jack Black. Me too. That was amazing. You know, that is time that the phrase she's the man has been accidentally or intentionally uttered during one of these monologues. <laughs> a first. Yes, a first. So uh, let's take this first as a sign that we are back, John Weeks, and we'll get to that energy again. We'll, we will Absolutely. make Stephen Rye backstage great again. Yes, 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 I love it, I love it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I will see uh, John Weeks. I will see you in no in uh, two weeks maximum, right? Oh, maximum, definitely for sure, for sure. If you if you if you want to do it next week, we're good. So I'm I'm in. All right. So I'll see you next week, maybe. And uh, 
and uh, me, I will see you um, in Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, I, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, floor. And also, uh, before we go, I just want to make sure that everybody can hear this. John Weeks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> John oh Weeks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and uh, this one time, I was at a play, and she <laughs> was directed by Rip Torn's new wife because uh, the old one, unfortunately, is long gone. And afterwards, there was a cast party, and Rip, he's a very nice guy, but he has this tendency <laughs> to think that the cops are after him and he's he has a tendency to get very drunk so <laughs> rip was going around the after party i was at the after party at a restaurant and he was going around arm wrestling everyone and he beats every single person in the room and this was many many years ago i was 12 you know, 19 now and uh he's going around and he beats everyone, but then it got to me, and I had the grip. <laughs> and then I beat him. And then he looks up, and after that, he says, he goes, Somebody owes me a martini. Good night, Weeks. Good night, Good night, everybody. John Weeks, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Good night.